And welcome to the PHLY Eagles podcast. We're listening to the show ourselves here from the studio. Bo Wolf, Zach Berman, ready to close things out on Cowboys Week, the fifth show of the week. We've got our attention turned to the Eagles having the ball against the Cowboys defense, the primetime matchup in this game, the good on good. We've got some news about who might start at right guard, Zach. We're going to have our goose wisely. We're going to have our final crystal ball Eagle predictions we got a lot to do. How are you? Doing great. Looking forward to the show. It's a Friday show. Always fun to do a Friday show. You're, you spend Always fun to do a Friday show. Plus, a Thursday show is great. A Monday show is fun. There's nothing like a Sunday. And a Tuesday show, we got... We got Fletcher Cox coming on Tuesdays this year. That's right. A great video uh, that, that, that you can see on our social media accounts. Fletcher Cox will, will, will join us throughout the remainder of the season. and look forward to speaking to him about the games, but also kind of about him. I think uh, this is a good form to learn more about Fletcher uh, in year 12 with the Eagles. There you go. So what was it like at the, uh, at the Novacare Complex today? I know that you want to say that the hay was in the barn. Well, the hay is in the barn. It's a Friday afternoon, right? So at this point on Friday, uh, the game plan's in. You ever handled hay? I've uh, gone on hay rides, yes. Okay. So probably Does so that, that suffice? No, that's not handling it. Like not actually, the, certainly not the way that you are handling that microphone I'm right sorry now, which about is that. yeah, that's my fault. Extremely aggressive. Sorry, I, I want to make sure that my sound is perfect uh, to match your sound. Uh, so, have I actually have I handled hay? Yeah, I've, I've, I've actually handled hay before. Okay, yeah, you're a blue collar kind of guy. <laughs> um, hey, vibe vibe at the uh, at the Novacare Complex. Today. The vibe at at the Novacare Complex. Relaxed day, I think, or I shouldn't say relaxed focused right this isn't a team that's tight this is a team that's uh that's that's ready for a division game and not inflating the game uh spoke to a handful of players spoke to obviously nick sirianni before practice should we get to the big story pretty brief press conference from nick sirianni huh yeah fridays are are very quick um sometimes i i wish they could be longer but you had an interesting back and forth with nick today which one? Thank you for observing. Which one? The one that was on the record about... Uh, no, the Bob uh, Knight one? Yeah. Or? What did he say about Bob Knight? Ah, okay. So he actually, he brought a, a poster or a sign in that somebody... Weird uh, move by him, I think. <laughs> that somebody gave him. And it's, it's Knight sitting in... It's a famous picture. And it's Knight sitting in front of a sign that reads, victory favors the team making the fewest mistakes. And he was asked by Tim McManus from ESPN, a real good reporter, uh, about kind of the messaging to the team this week. And he had that sign, and he said it's, it's kind of what's here. It's, it's uh, victory favors the team making the fewest mistakes. So playing clean was the emphasis. And I'm always— Because nobody made fewer mistakes in his life than Bob Knight. Well, <laughs> so I'm always interested in learning more about Nick, right? I mean— Sometimes you ask questions about the game. Like, here, I, I, I put it this way. Some, games, some questions are about eventualities, things you're going to learn anyways, right? And some questions are like psychoanalysis or, or a chance to kind of get the nose. Peel back it. the layers. You want yeah, to like, uncover something. Yeah, like a second date or third date question type thing, right? Um, okay, well, that, that puts an entirely new spin on the way I'm going to watch press conferences from now on. <laughs> I'm just saying like, like more, you know, I, I, I would say. I'm not so- saying that there's tension between you and Nick. 
I'm not saying there isn't that kind of tension between you and Nick, but what I'm saying is now I get to observe what you would be like on a second or third well, date. Well, no, that's on a second date. I'm not asking about Bob Knight. I don't know. You never know. <laughs> you might be. You. I would not put that past you. <laughs> but if you were on a second date with a woman who went to college at Indiana, I think there's a good chance that Bob Knight might come up. That would probably be the first date. Actually, <laughs> yes. um, so. I asked Nick <laughs> if if Bob Knight is someone that he studied, because uh, you know he he, he does look he, he does study coaches and Jay Wright's someone that he's studied quite a bit and he's he's mentioned quite a few of other coaches, and uh, he said not really. <laughs> he said he good. I'm glad that he back. I'm glad that he like tried to wade into yeah. the Bob Knight waters and then backed off. He's like, all right, I'm yeah, not gonna right. make this my guy. I'm not gonna. <laughs> yeah. I'm not gonna die on a hill for Bob Knight. He said he. He's obviously seen the video of Bob Knight throwing the chair, um, which there are other things that you can discuss about Bob Knight, right? I mean, I mean, humans are are complicated. And, yes, and he was a very nuanced. complicated, very terrible human being. I'm saying, but humans are are nuanced, right? I'm I not, actually don't know that he was that complicated. I think he was just a bad guy. <laughs> okay, but I don't I, I don't know Bob Knight. I've interviewed him three times. You've not, interviewed Bob Knight three times? Yes. Tell us the stories. <laughs> I mean, not like there's nothing. I mean, it was like conference calls and press. So, so that, that okay, not that a, not a one on one. You've been you've no, been not at a, a press conference. Been for at Bob press Knight. conferences okay. and conference calls. Yes. Okay. Uh, Syracuse played Texas Tech one year, or was in a tournament, and I did a a Bob Knight Jim Beheim story. I did something else with Texas Tech, and then I spoke to him for a different. For, what was the headline story. of the Bob Knight? Uh, Jim Beheim story. A-hole coaches against A-hole? That was not the headline, no. no. Uh, the Daily Orange did not run a headline that said A-hole coaches versus A-hole. Um, I would have to look that up, but I remember where I was when I did the interview. Well, I, I also in, have a... I was in Lawrenson Hall, I believe, room 714. Wow. Mm-hmm. High up. One of the, you were in the penthouse, essentially. No, Lawrenson actually, it was, I think it was like 18 floors. Wow. So I was actually not even close to the top. Yeah. I have my own uh, Bob Knight picture, uh, which oh, I believe. Burying at the lead. Uh, Julia can, can fl- I'm not, not Julia, Bree can flash up on the screen. That is my sister Elizabeth portraying Bob Knight. And oh, wow. I like to think that s- some part of knowing that he was portrayed by uh, like a six year old girl. Contributed to Bob's demise. <laughs> well, first of all, <laughs> I... It's the back page of ESPN the magazine. I, a few things here, Don. <laughs> okay. Number one, I love how you made the Bob Knight conversation organic when you had this prepped all along. You I gave didn't have a... a I, no, no. Okay. The conversation... I, <laughs> I wasn't going to put that up there okay. until Nick brought him up okay. no, out but of I'm nowhere ju- no, today. I'm saying, yeah. like, you brought this up to me <laughs> organically, uh, and then you, well, yeah, I mean, you had this planned all along, number one. Number two, always love when the Wolf family's involved. Um, <laughs> always love when ESPN, the magazine's involved. Uh, so, yeah, terrific there. Love seeing the, the family Nice job there. by Elizabeth. I, I love seeing do, the costumes. She did a great job. But, I mean, respectfully, like... The man passed away this week. I'm not going <laughs> to devote the show to ripping on him, okay? Like, let's 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 let. He devoted his life to ripping on other I'm people. Saying, I think it's let's, only let's, fair. Let's like allow like people to grieve and and mourn. And uh, I'm not. My objective wasn't to come to the studio today <laughs> and and rip on this guy. So, yeah, uh, I thought you were. I thought you were going to reference when I asked about the uh, Italian flag. And what did I, he say? I didn't know if you were going to make fun of me for that. And what did he say? 
He says, that's his heritage. You know, well, so the NFL is having Heritage Week or Heritage Program, and different players are, are wearing different uh, flags from, you know, their heritage. And he has the Italian flag on uh, his visor. I believe he had it on his shirt last week. And he says he, he takes a lot of pride in it. It's, it's where his father's family is from. His father's not from there, but his father's family's from there. And uh, he says it's a big part of his family growing up uh, in terms of their family reunions, in terms of them eating. He said the way he speaks with his hands, that's, that's him saying that, okay? <laughs> <laughs> I don't want you to say like any, okay. you know, that's, that's, I'm quoting Nick here or paraphrasing Nick. You're going to, your next headline for <laughs> posting for post game Sunday is going to be uh, spicy meatball yeah. coaches, <laughs> the Eagles to victory over the Dallas Cowboys. No, no, I will. I'm not saying that at all. No. Um, but so I, I asked him about that and in part while well, you try to peel the layers, get to know somebody. And I enjoy talking to different guys in the locker room, about this 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 week like for instance Jordan Mailata it's a very subtle thing he had the Samoa flag on which he has been he had been asking for yeah I spoke to him last year and he had because I I asked him last year about having the Australian flag and he said he really wants to have the Samoan flag and so and he mentioned on the uh, on the New Heights podcast he's not even an Australian citizen I haven't listened yet that dropped today yeah I gotta listen to that um, but no, he they was, don't have naturalized citizenship yeah. in Australia. But he was so excited to uh, to talk about that, or I shouldn't say, say so excited. He, he he was cool talking about it. Like he was happy I asked, and he said how much like pride he he took. That's where his parents are from. He's born and raised in Australia, but his parents are born and raised in Samoa, um, and so he's he's wanted that to represent his parents. And I asked him what his parents thought of it. And he, he's like, they actually didn't really know until I told him. They didn't know how much work went in. He's like, <laughs> he's yeah. like, he's like, they thought it was cool. He's like, but he's like, you know, all I had to do to get that small flag <laughs> on there. So I think he wanted a little more credit from his parents. Yeah. Don't we all? I'm not going to unpack that. <laughs> let's, right. let's save that for an off-season episode. All right, Zach. Okay. Uh, you do have some other news yes. from the, uh, the Novacare Complex, which you uh, dropped on a YouTube short yesterday mm. after the show. Uh, it seems as if it won't be Cam Jurgens at Red Guard. It won't be Sua Opeta. It might be the debut of Tyler Steen. What's going on there? Yes. So a few things. First off, you were on top of it. You thought Tyler Steen looked good in those six snaps the other day. You referenced that. The yeah, other I don't know. Why I, I don't remember even saying that. I believe you did. <laughs> okay. I okay. Believe number you, one. Uh, number two. We talked at yesterday's show before practice that we were eager to see who was out, if it was going to be Cam Jurgens or Sue Opetta next to Lane Johnson in the session before practice. And when I got there, uh, I went right over to the offensive line area, waiting for them to get over. Long, I mean, it wasn't just me; it was some other, it was other reporters too. We 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 we, of course, we knew what's the main event. Yeah, we knew there. the story to chew out of practice there. And Tyler Steen was there, and we're kind of looking around like, wait. Are they messing with us here? Is this is this actually happening? And then, you know, you do our digging in the locker room, and uh, it certainly sounds like Tyler Steen's going to have the, the chance to start this week. Now, nothing's official. Nick Sirianni wouldn't say it today. Nick Sirianni said they're comfortable with all three, all three being Cam Jurgens, Sua Opeta, and, of, and of, of, of course, Tyler Steen. Cam Jurgens uh, has been limited so far this week, recovering from the foot injury. Uh, didn't have a chance to speak to him. I... I 
asked him. He was tied up today after a, a workout, wasn't ready to speak then. Uh, Suo Opeta has been dealing with an injury but was a full participant in practice yesterday. But worth pointing out with Opeta, he was practicing on the left side and the right side. So usually when you're doing that, you're kind of prepping to be the swing guy in the game. And Tyler Steen was there next to Lane Johnson and, and Jason Kelsey. And uh, I will say that... Um, Tyler Steen, I put a quote on Twitter yesterday from Jason Kelsey where um, he said like his stock is rising, Tyler Steen, during these past few weeks. And they really like the way he's been coming on, uh, that he he has uh, great movement skills at, at guard. He, he said sometimes when there's like a center guard, they don't really know how to deal with some of the athletes from, from college. And Tyler Steen played on the edge in the SEC, so can really handle some of the athletes. You know his size. Uh, so so Ty, it's, it's interesting, a big week against Dallas, and they go with this. But I do know that, that Tyler Steen's someone who, behind the scenes, they've been happy with. And uh, he only had six snaps. But one thing that Kelsey pointed out is he handled the silent count well. That's not applicable for Sunday. But it is something that if Steen's in, in that position going forward. And there's a reason why the Eagles drafted him in the, in, in the third round. It's just an interesting order of events, right? Because it's Tyler Steen, I mean, maybe he has really come on over the past three weeks. Uh, like something clicked for him on the practice field or in the meeting room. But, you know, he was the third round pick when Cam Jurgens went yeah. down and they went with Sua Opeta. Now Sua went into that game and played well when Jurgens went down. Yeah. So maybe the thought is you, you roll with what's going on. But, you know, he is a more talented player than Sua Opeta, right? They could have gone to this sooner. And to do it now when theoretically Cam Jurgens is close to returning, right? And my guess is if he doesn't play this yeah. week, he's going to be ready to play the week after the bye. So this is a one-game opportunity for Steen. Like, could he be good enough that he could keep this job, do you think? I wouldn't rule it out. I don't think so, but I certainly wouldn't rule it out. Uh, now, I think part of this is Jurgens might not be ready to go, right? Um, I would imagine so. Yeah, yeah. And, and so they want to give him he, – he would get two weeks here after. Uh, and then Sua, there was a little – I don't want to say doubt earlier in the, in the week, um, but he also hasn't been playing exceptional, Sua. I thought he played better the no, first – No, yeah. his play has been declining yeah. over, the, over and, the course of uh, his time as a starter. You know, one thing I've heard is is that he's really good, like, in mid-zone runs. That's a strength of his. But there's other areas where he kind of needs some help. And and, uh, and as a pass protector, Steen might be ahead of him there. So that's something that – Well, it's also interesting the thing that you said about and that Kelsey said about dealing with the different athletes because mm -hmm. this Cowboys defense, famously, they're, they're doing a lot of – putting their defensive ends inside Great a defensive point. tackle, Great right? Point. And so the specific matchup where Steen is probably going, if he plays this game, which we expect, he's going to see a lot of like guys who are by nature outside rushers rushing inside. And so maybe that's part of the thinking that it's a good, it's a good physical matchup for the specific matchup. Yeah. Um, well said. I think that's really good analysis and that could factor into it. Uh, the other thing, just to kind of put you behind the scenes and, um, you know, Jordan Mailata was – am I allowed to curse on this show? I think yes. so. Okay. Thank you. Thanks, Bree. Yeah, uh, you're always the one who likes to work blue. We, we understand. <laughs> Long-time sickos understand. So he, he said – he well, let's say it's not like a bad curse word. It's probably on the – The more you build it up, the better. Okay. <laughs> um, Jordan Mailata said that Steen has done a great job taking shit from Stoutland and that, like, this is something that is – 
is important to monitor. Like, uh, Mylotta said that the, the day three and the undrafted guys, like, they take the most shit from Stout. <laughs> he said, like, the day two guys, they take some. He's like, the day one guys, they're talked to differently, okay? Now, they've <laughs> this is a little shade here because, uh, and again, I'm not throwing Jordan under the bus, um, I think they've only had one day, one guy during Jordan's time, and that's Andre Dillard. Yeah, Yeah, that's a good point. So uh, they've had a number of day, well, the day two guys are Landon Dickerson and Tyler Steen and Cam Juergens. But he says that, like, and and, and by the way, this wasn't just Jordan. I was talking to some other guys about this. Steen's very much like, yes, sir, yes, sir, understood, understood. Like, he does a good job taking it and applying it. And, uh, I mean, Jason Kelsey said that he really likes – Steen's like uh, disposition and personality. So he is someone that that has been catching attention behind the scenes. And then the last thing is just that this thing that we've talked about, about right guard before, the fact that you get to play in between Jason Kelsey and Lane Johnson, I mean, you are set up for success. Yeah, and this also goes back to something we discussed during the summer, which was Lane Johnson playing next to a bigger guard. Um, And I asked... uh, Jason Kelsey, if that matters, and he said to him, the size doesn't really matter, like, of, of the guard there. Um, he said there's certain things that, you know, some guards do better than others, like, you know, Tyler Steen or Brandon Brooks might do something better or differently than Stefan Wisniewski or Cam Jurgens, but uh, but he he's not like, I need a 6'6", 333-pound, uh, you know, offensive guard. All right, Zach. Well, the Drops by Soul Savvy app makes it easy to keep up with all the latest news, releases, raffles, and sales in the sneaker world. It is your one-stop shop for everything sneakers. They've got three key features that they want you to know about. There's the drop alerts, instant notifications. Never miss a release again. You will get instantly notified whenever your size is available to buy. Number two, the free raffle management. Keep track of all the raffles that happen in sneakers with our raffle tracker. Number three, the release calendar. Our accurate release calendar will keep you updated on releases that are upcoming. So whether you are a casual buyer or an all-out sneakerhead, Soul Savvy has something for you with three different levels. The basic version, which is free, there's Mobile Plus, and there's Premium. This Saturday, November 4th, the Air Jordan 1 Reimagined Royal Drops. The Drops by Soul Savvy app will notify you when and where it's dropping. So download the app and never miss a release. Sign up. For Soul Savvy, that's S-O-L-E-S-A-V-Y, by clicking the links in the description below or by visiting links.soulsavvy.com slash P-H-L-Y or head over to the App Store and download the Drops by Soul Savvy app. I have a confession to make. Uh, I was... Uh, Bo's all ears. Is this uh, related to your uh, second and third dates with Nick? No, Sirianni? it has no okay. like that. I I was driving over here eating my lunch in the car. What uh, were you having? Well, that's what I was about to say. Is uh, Emily made me a peanut butter and jelly sandwich uh, because I had a very confined period before the time I got out of the locker room and the time I came here. So I needed something I, I could I could eat while driving and and I'm eating. What a lovely thing for Emily to do. Uh, she's looking out for you. Yeah, love that. But. Are you are you that incapable of making a peanut butter and jelly sandwich? No, here, let me finish the read, please. Okay, <laughs> let me finish the story. Okay, but as I'm eating it, I'm saying this is delicious. But you know what would be even better 
if it was on hero bread, right? Because I want my my sandwiches, I want my bread Taking to be a shot at Emily, okay. To be hero bread. Uh, because hero bread is a low carb option to fit your lifestyle. Uh, and it's 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 just terrific in that the taste and the texture, the bread is soft and fluffy and it's delicious and tasty and flavorful. And it, it has terrific nutritional interest. It's high fiber with ultra low net carbs and has zero grams of sugar. Uh, and if you want uh, for 10% off here, you can go to PHLY. So I'm uh, the, the, the hero makes... Sliced breads, buns, and, and tortillas that are available on hero.co and Amazon, and there are fewer calories than the leading nutritional, I'm sorry, than the leading national brands, five to 10 grams of protein per serving. Right now, Hero Bread is offering the PHLY family 10% off their first order. Just go to hero.co and use our code PHLY to save on Hero Bread today. That's H E R O.co to save 10% today. Um, to answer your question, I'm really enjoying the chat right now. They're 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 all agreeing that you have just yeah. thrown Emily under the bus in service of a sponsor. <laughs> I hope that when you get home tonight, she throws yeah. no. a loaf of bread in your face Sorry, and says, was, "You make your own goddamn peanut butter and jelly." Sandwich. I was first. Off, I was trying to find a good transition <laughs> with uh, the bread because I I like the hero bread and I did not have hero bread when we were making the peanut butter and jelly sandwich. To answer your question, I was taking the trash out this morning. Okay, <laughs> uh, it was a very uh. no, it was a very tight schedule you know i i i was taking sloan to school and uh, why didn't you take the trash out last night why not yeah um i always take it out the morning because I, I don't want any like well that's it's it's it. Sorry, it's an old city habit if you will <laughs> uh if you take it out the night before people go through your trash that that was kind of okay hey do you not find that to be the case no i put mine out at night and people don't go through your trash not that i know of you don't see your trash on the ground? No. Okay. Well, I don't. <laughs> okay. Well, where I was living in the city, okay. um, if you brought your trash... Yeah, maybe it's because you're so famous. It was the paparazzi. No, it wasn't that. It was... Uh, like, let's see what Zach I mean, we don't need to get for. into, like, 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 civic dynamics here, but un unfortunately, at night, people were, were going around going through trash Jamie game. Lynch. I'm not saying that. Um, so I would. Uh, so I'm in the habit of bringing out in the morning, because people go through trash cans, right? So uh, okay. I'm surprised this doesn't happen to you. I'm so sorry. I was, I was taking out the trash, and Emily said, uh, <laughs> she said, "Do you need lunch today?" And I said, "I said actually that'd be great because I don't have a lot of time between That's the show, very nice. between the locker room and the show. Uh, I got out of the locker room at about 12, at about one uh, fifteen. The show starts at two. Um, so yeah, it was, I really didn't expect to go down this. this and then a key uh, question from Khalif, yes. uh, who wonders how you were able to drive the car while also eating and checking Twitter at the same time. Yeah, I was not checking Twitter at that <laughs> point, but uh, I, I was certainly eating the peanut butter and jelly sandwich and the smart pop popcorn that I had. All right, Zach, let's talk, let's talk about uh, the matchup when the Eagles have the ball here because uh, this is the, the good on good side here, which I think undersells the other side of the matchup, which we talked about yesterday. But uh, Eagles enter this game seventh in DVOA, Cowboys third in DVOA on defense. Uh, the Eagles offense fourth in EPA per drive and fourth in success rate. The Cowboys defense third in EPA per drive and eighth in success rate. Um, one thing I would say is 
this is and this is very reductive and, and rich uh hoffman said the same thing in the newsletter today but turnovers are such a big part of the story of this matchup the cowboys defense ranks as highly as it does in large part because of turnovers if you eliminate turnovers from both the eagles offense and the cowboys defense the eagles offense goes from fourth to second and the cowboys defense drops from third to eighth right so they are uh, a good defense but a mortal defense taking away their power to intercept and uh, enforce turnovers right now that's the story of the season that's fine um if Jalen Hurts doesn't fumble the ball away we'll see what happens but uh, I think that the Eagles will be able to move the ball on this Cowboys defense and maybe we'll see what happens with turnovers but other than that I, I feel pretty good about the Eagles offense going up against pretty much any any defense right now you are right. Now, I do think that they need to run the ball more effectively. And I think, like we've discussed a few times this, this week, I think Dallas is vulnerable to be to outrun against. But it would behoove the Eagles with as well as A.J. Brown's playing uh, to throw with A.J. Brown, Devontae Smith, Dallas Goddard. Um, I, I think the point you made and that Rich made about the turnovers is huge here because they are – let me pull up my exact numbers here – uh, because they're one of the best teams in the league in, uh, in, in turnover differential. They're plus six this year, okay? Um, they're doing a really good job with, with uh, takeaways. You saw, uh, you've seen games this year where they're scoring defensive touchdowns, uh, and that's where Nick Sirianni's message, I know we joked about the Bob Knight thing, but Nick Sirianni's message about playing clean football, that's critical here. This is not a game where the Eagles are going to be able to overcome multiple turnovers. Uh, you know, I, I, I think that they've, done that you know you won the goose wisely item last week of the winning team lost the turnover battle i don't know if you can depend on that being the case on sunday against dallas now the the story of this cowboys defense right is is that they are prioritizing getting speed on the field right we talk they they reduce down with their defensive yeah. linemen sometimes they play heavy dime personnel mm -hmm. on third down and shout that, out to fran duffy you had a good video on that uh, yep and uh and the eagle eye in the sky podcast talked about it as well i think that um, there is a case to be made that the path to, to sustained victory for the Eagles in this game is leaning on the running game. And maybe that's, you know, maybe Tyler Steen is better at that than Sue Opeta, and that's part of the, the dynamic at play here. Um, it sure would be a good time for them to rediscover their, their power of the run of the running game. Yeah. Which is also not to say that, like, you know, A.J. Brown and yeah. Devontae Smith can't have a monster game against Stefan Gilmore and Deron Bland, who are good but not great. You're right. Uh, now, with the running game here, this will be a, a good test of whether it is true that Sirianni, <laughs> as Sirianni said, that they've just had matchups where passing the ball's been better, or that if it is actually the case that the running game's struggling here, and that uh, Jalen Hurts' lack of running is is problematic, because uh, because we've talked about when they faced Parsons last year, they did, if you can't stop him, read him, right? And part of he, part of that is the threat of Hertz running. And if, if Hertz is not running, you're not doing those RPRs as frequently. Now, uh, it could be the type of thing, and you mentioned this, that they're going into the bye week. It's, it's like let Hertz go loose. He has, he has two weeks to recover for the Chiefs game, but that all depends on obviously the condition of his knee. Uh, so I think that the DeAndre Swift needs to have a big part of this game. This is one where you impose your will. We talked two weeks ago when the Eagles played the Dolphins. A big theme of that was the Dolphins' team speed. And we were discussing it more with offense 
but the prevailing message was you beat speed with power, right? And so I keep going back to that drive last year when, you know, the Eagles, if, and the game I'm referring to is the first game against Dallas, the one that Jalen Hurts played here in Philly. And Cooper Rush. Yeah, against Cooper Rush, but it was it's still against Dan Quinn's defense, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the Eagles took an early lead. Uh, the Cowboys made it a close game. And the Eagles went on a 13-play, 75-yard drive late in the game where they rushed the ball, I think, 10 of 11 times to start the drive. Uh, and, and then they set up that Devontae Smith touchdown off of it. And a big part of that was them imposing their will against the Cowboys. Was I remember the story that I, I wrote after the game was the Jeff Stoutland expression. Uh, it's not who's tougher, it's, too, it's who's tougher longer. And that was the big message from the Eagles. So I, I think that's one way to counteract what the Cowboys do defensively because they do have a really good defense, number three in DVOA, right, and especially good against the pass. And what is your sense of Jalen Hurts' health going into this game? You mentioned, yeah. you know, the, the rushing ability here. Not on the injury report. Right. Not interested in discussing it. Right. Um, I think he's deal he's clearly dealing with this now. He has run, but he's not running. Like in the Washington game, he really didn't get out. He had one yeah. real scramble. Yeah. So my guess is he's probably dealing with the same thing. So it's a matter of, like, A, tolerance, but also what he's able to do. Um, and I think that that's, that's why you've seen him pass more. And I think if they run the ball, I, well, they are going to run the ball, but it's going to be more based on Swift and the offensive line. I think it's a big factor in this game um, especially because this Cowboys defense plays a lot of man right mm -hmm. um, which is not what you would necessarily think from from Dan yeah. Quinn's background but uh, they're third in the league in in man percentage which is still only 36 percent of the time so it's not a ton um, but 50 percent on third down and last year Jalen Hurts killed man defense right yeah. because if you if you're in man your back is to the quarterback. This is, you know, a little bit reductive, but that means that Jalen can scramble, right? Last year, he was third in EPA per drop back against man defense, second in success rate, and he was scrambling on those plays about 9% of the time, which was third in the league. This year, he's good. He's 13th in EPA per drop back against man, sixth in success rate, but he's not scrambling as much on those plays, down to 6%, which is 13th in the league. He is avoiding sacks more he's he's only getting sacked on those plays uh four percent of the time which is the third best in the league last year was a little bit over seven percent which was 15th in the league so he's he's sacrificing the ability to extend plays or scramble for getting the ball out and he's still being good but it's not his it's not the offense's like get out of jail free card that that it was last year so it's just a dynamic in this game if if he is able to you know fight through it a little bit and and rediscover that on like four plays, you know, if it's if it's three third downs that he's able to pick up because he's able to run, that's th those are th those can be game changing plays in a game, which is obviously going to be decided by very thin margins. And you'd be more apt to play man against the quarterback who's not running. Right. Yeah. So, so I think there could be a, there could be a bit of an okie doke. Yeah. In this game, I think. A uh, few things first off from the chat here. I saw Bree put it up when Jersey Bird asked who asked the knee question that Hurts walked out on. I uh, just want to clarify this. It, it, well, to, uh, to answer the question succinctly, it was Mike Sealski, the excellent uh, columnist. What happened for those Inquirer, who didn't see this? But I wanted to say, it's not like Jalen Hurts walked out on the question. The press conference was over, 
and or or was like finished and then just before you know of mike said you know is there anything new on the knee which is a perfectly legitimate question to ask to the starting quarterback jalen kind of didn't want to answer it and you know got up but he was getting up anyway so it's 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 not as if he stormed off um so i just want to give that clarification also on the topic of running backs uh it's important to note too Uh, i spoke to kenny gainwell today first time kenny's spoken uh, with the with reporters since um, it came out that he responded at halftime on Instagram, uh, he said he's handled it like a man. It's not you know it's something that he shouldn't have done. Um, that uh, I think this is the biggest non-story. I, this makes me like Kenny Gainwell so much more. It is so much more pathetic to get into someone's DMs and say you're a bum in the middle of a game than it is to just respond and say f you don't text me like. That is yeah. so much, so much more loser stuff. Like, give me a break. Leave the guy alone. Yeah, well, I do agree with you there. Like, it's, <laughs> it's pathetic. I, I think it's hilarious. He gets five minutes on his phone to turn his brain off, right? Because he's in the middle of this yeah. thing. He's mad at himself because he fumbled inside the five-yard line. And somebody's in his Instagram yeah. DMs like, you're a bum. I would do the same thing. Like, F you. Go get a life. <laughs> So what you just said is exactly what Gainwell said today, except for the FU go get a life part. But he, he basically said he's like, he was, you know, he was already like frustrated, you know? Yeah. And he says he always kind of checks his, his phone to see if his parents reached out or that kind of thing. Um, and he, he saw that he responded. He says he owns up to it. He takes it like a man. It's not, you know, it's not something that he'll do again. He's saying, uh, like clearly the team trusts him to play him in these, you know, high leverage situations. So he's not, down on his confidence in, in that regard, but just want to give that update. Also, Boston Scott's been absent this week with a personal matter. Don't quite know what that is, but um, uh, we'll see about Scott's status for this um, for this weekend. But it could be a potential game when Rashad Penny's up if uh, if if Boston Scott's not there on Sunday. Gotcha. Uh, okay. Anything else on this matchup? Do you think that this could be like a big? Did you watch the uh, the Devonte Smith mic'd up? Not yet. I, I have that bookmarked. I want to watch it. It was good. It was. Uh, he's he's always a good uh, guy to have mic'd up. It was funny. Uh, do you think this could what be was the a, highlight? Uh, the highlight to me was uh, Darius Slay was coming off the field because he got the wind knocked out of him. And Darius and and Devante said something to the effect of like, "Okay, we need you back out there. Go, you know, <laughs> get back on the field." I like that. Um, yeah. That's like my dad growing up used to say, like, "Put rubbing alcohol on it, and you'll be fine." Yeah. So okay. Throw a little dirt. Yeah. Uh, do you think this could be a situation where the Cowboys are designing their game plan around stopping AJ Brown and, you know, Devonte pops or, or Dallas Goddard pops? It would behoove. That's the second time I've used behoove on the show uh, today. Behoove. <laughs> it would behoove them to try to stop AJ Brown. Other teams have tried and have not been able to do it. 700 yards in October. Like we said, I think we talked about it yesterday, more yards than uh, anyone any receiver had for the Eagles in the 2019 season or the 2020 season. Uh, so that shows you the type of month that A.J. Brown had. I spoke to Mike McCarthy about, like, what A.J. Brown's doing that's that's kind of different than in the past. And Mike McCarthy said he's tilting the odds on 50-50 balls. Um, and that's that's part of, of what this is. They're throwing the ball up to him and he's making plays. And did you respond, yeah, baby? No, I did not. You already okay. used that uh, joke yesterday. No, I didn't use that joke. I used oh, a different. The Austin it's a, it's, Powers a, it's, a, it's a continuing thread. Gotcha. It's not. It's, it's a not thread. a. Gotcha. Okay. It's a through line. It's, it's a, a callback. Line. Gotcha. Callback to our loyal viewers and listeners, and uh, but I think that. Should the ask Eagles... Sirianni, Do I make you horny, baby? 
Wow. I did not see that. I did not see you going there. Uh, nor would Listen, I, you poke the bear. Nor would I ever say that. Okay? <laughs> uh, so just want to make that clear. Um, so let's, let's, uh, let's get back on track here. Uh, I think that the Eagles are expecting teams to try different things against A.J. Brown, and that's where Devontae Smith and Dallas Goddard both come in. Like They're, they're, they're both involved in a big way. And while we're on the uh, Devontae Smith thing, part of community building here on PHL-wise, I'm trying to... Um, I'm trying to do kind of, uh, I was, I was thinking I'll put out these trivia questions. And if you get the trivia question, right, I'll give you a shout out on the show. Right. So I put a trivia question. Do you think that's enough of a carrot to get, just get a shout out on the show? Well, you can, you can be the next Steve. (laughs) What what do you want me to do? Right. Like I'm, I'm, I'm (laughs) asking them a question on social media. Like like it's not as if I'm going to be like, I'll, I'll, I'll give you Bo's paycheck this week. Right. Like I'll, I'm giving you, I don't think you have access uh, to my paycheck. That doesn't sound fair. Uh, So point being, uh, I said, Devante Smith is two receptions shy of 200 catches. Assuming he reaches that mark on Sunday. And I think that's a safe assumption. He'll become the second fastest in franchise history to 200 catches. Who knows who's first on the list? Did you see me give the answer out? I didn't see the answer, but I I had a guess. Who is it? Is it Jordan Matthews? Correct. And so a number of people actually got it. So I'm just going to read down. If I don't mention you, I apologize. I'm going through this quickly. But Dan Baxter... Come on down. You're the, you know, you got this correctly. Joel Embiid is the MVP. Uh, he was last year. Lord Buffington. Young I am forever, I believe that is. Dr. Dre. Uh, you know they have timestamps. You could just have gotten <laughs> okay. the first person. Uh, OCC, MA. So uh, Razor 71. Uh, Occam's Razor? Occam's Razor. Um, O-C-C-A-M's, uh, White Noise Sports. OCCAM's Razor is Mikey, very funny. Uh, Mikey Miss blocked me. Joe Gregis, I believe it is. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Brandon, uh, G- this is really testing my bad pronunciation. Uh, uh, Giuliani. Uh, this is the best segment in show history, I think. <laughs> uh, uh, K Money, 11, 37, 27. JD Bat, 79. Eagles Jack. Wow. What, <laughs> what engagement you've, you've fostered <laughs> with, this, with this tweet? Uh, Doug Diama Dome. <laughs> Doug Diama Dome? <laughs> yes, Diama Domi. But, anyways, all these people. Got it correct with Hold on um, one sec. With Jordan Matthews. I so. want to just respond so that I can get my own <laughs> shout out on the show. Let's see if I can uh, get to Z Berms. And then uh, Bo underscore Wolf is, is doing it now. <laughs> okay. So that one's an easy one for me to get. Okay. But anyways, I appreciate razor is so good. I appreciate all of you uh paying attention. And uh I will put out a trivia question before every game. And if you answer it correctly, I will mention you on the show. Wow. It's not even like who gets it first. It's just anybody who answers well, it correctly. I didn't think that many people, people were going to get it. I mean, who, who would have thought it was Jordan Matthews? Well, OCCM's Razor, for one. <laughs> yes, true. <laughs> Did I really waste four minutes? Random Frank pieces. Mm-hmm. Zach, I don't want to waste time with small talk. Also, Zach reads off the <laughs> for four minutes. <laughs> That's pretty good. Uh, all right. Well, if you want to go to the game on Sunday, you could use the Game Time app because buying tickets to your favorite event shouldn't be stressful. Game Time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and theater near you. With killer deals on last-minute tickets and their best price guarantee, you can stop stressing over the tickets and start getting hyped for the fun you'll have. Easy to find and buy tickets for every kind of event in your area. 
images of seat views, lowest price guarantee, event cancellation protection, job loss protection, and more. Game time is the place for last minute ticket deals. Forget planning months in advance. Game time has deals on tickets right up to the day of the event. Get exclusive flash deals on tickets for football, basketball, baseball, concerts, comedy, theater, and more. The game time guarantee means you will always get the best price. If you find tickets in the same section or row and row for less, game time will credit you 110% of the difference. Snag the tickets without the stress with Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code PHLY for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem with code PHLY for $20 off. All right, anything else on that side of the ball, Zach, before we get to Goose Wisely? No, I, th- I, think, you, uh, I think you put it well there. Okay. Uh, all right, well, then let's, let's do it. Goose Wisely, I believe I'm up 5-2 on the season. But, 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 the overall Again, number. Again, you with the horniness. Whoa. It's ridiculous. Uh, the overall numbers, uh, I think, are also imp- imp- important here. It's like uh, in a rotisserie league or something like that, you know? Uh, or when you're doing, when you're doing head like to, a, a rotisserie league. No, when you're doing head to head, I mean, in a, in a head to head league, right? Are, is it just who won that week? Or if it's five to four, is it a five to four game? So. I've won five. Of the weeks, you've won two of the weeks. Yes, but I'm saying, look at the numbers. I'm still ahead of you in the numbers, in the total. I actually hits. don't know about that. I am. Okay. <laughs> if if so, it's very close. It's not that close. It's like mm-hmm. a three or four point difference. I'm beating you in the game. Is really the moral of the story. Well, we got a long way to go here. All right, uh, let's get to it. Uh, Bree, if you want, you can you can do my first one. Of course. Uh, you want to go first, Zach? <laughs> no, no, no. I want you to. Unbelievable. All right. Uh, first one for you. Hassan Reddick out sacks Micah Parsons in this game or Tony Pollard outrushes DeAndre Swift. Now, uh, I, I believe there was a, a tweet going around about somebody thinking it was ridiculous that Micah Par- that Hassan Reddick could possibly be compared to Micah Parsons. I mean, Hassan Reddick has the most sacks in the league over the last two seasons. I think they are pretty similar players. Yeah. Uh, meanwhile, uh, Tony Pollard has not had a great season so far, but we will see if the Eagles run offense can get unplugged. Yeah, I'm going Hassan Reddick out, out sacks Micah Parsons here. I, I think that I, I like uh, the Eagles tackles better than Dallas's tackles. I, I do know Dallas moves guys or moves Parsons around, but yeah, I'm going with uh, Reddick here, especially if he has a closer sack, if you will. One quick Micah Parsons note, Nolan Smith, friends with Micah Parsons, uh, was actually, he, he was recruited to Penn State, uh, Nolan really? Smith, and on his official visit, Micah Parsons took him around. And the reason he was considering Penn State was because they were trying to make him the next Micah Parsons. And by that, you mean misusing him for his entire college career? Potentially so. I mean, okay. they just, they were selling him as the next Micah Parsons. Okay. So. You too can come here and go lower on the draft than you should have. I'm really giving uh, Penn State some. Is, is, I don't think they get enough guff for that. Is Tyler still here? Tyler's not going to appreciate you saying this. I think he would appreciate there he it. There is. Yeah. Okay. I, I see Tyler. My bad, Tyler. You're right there. He's not, seen a, you. he's not a. He's not a like head down homer with with no critical thinking ability. He understands that they boned that. <laughs> Who's with the horniness now? <laughs> Good for you. <laughs> All right. Let's Although it do doesn't this. really work. They boned that is not really. <laughs> All, like... right. All right. So you have the Tony Pollard one. Yes. Okay. I'm up here. 
DeAndre Swift rushes, and I'm sorry, Bree, ahead of time for how wordy this is. DeAndre <laughs> Swift rushes for more yards than Joel Embiid's points plus rebounds plus assists plus blocks plus steals on Saturday against the Phoenix Suns. You can get those tickets on Game Time app. Or DeAndre Swift is not the leading rusher in the game. Well, I already have Pollard out Russia's Swift, so this could be a potential double for me. Um, so Embiid's points, let's let's call it 32. Okay. Rebounds, 11. Okay, so we're up to 43. Let's give him four assists. He's been hot with assists recently. He's been getting these seven assist games. Okay, 47. Let's go three blocks, 50. Two steals, 52. Even if it's like a much better game than that, we're talking about like low 60s maybe. Do I think DeAndre Swift is going to is going to definitely run for 60-ish yards? I'm going to say I'm going to take the uh, I'm going to take the Swift end of this. Okay. And you will have Swift is not the leading rusher in the game. So if Tony Pollard is the leading rusher in the game, we both get we, we, we both get a point. Okay. I don't know if that was the right thing to do. Game theory wise, but if Professor Selman's watching, you can chime in. Uh, Professor Selman did not like your tweet the other day, by the way. Which tweet was that? It was something about um, the jo- or about the Josh McDaniel show. Oh He's yeah, saying. well, I, I think the I don't want to speak for for uh, Professor Professor Selman. I think it's bringing up a uh, a low point, like mm. the possibility he doesn't want to be reliving Got this it. thing that could have led us down a terrible timeline when we're in the middle of the Eagles being seven and one but you know he doesn't have a show to do five days a week six this week that's right uh all right I'm up uh what I have for you Zach is C.D. Lamb scores a touchdown with either Sidney Brown or Eli Ricks in coverage on him okay or Devontae Smith has more receiving yards than A.J. Brown and and Dallas Goddard combined in this game combined yes oh cd lamb scores a touchdown with brown or ricks i mean i don't think Devonte is gonna have more than brown and goddard combined so i'm just saying this could be would this be is this the big Devonte smith yeah but game? even if it's a big Devonte smith game i don't think he gets that high so yeah you've never seen how high Devonte can get have you no okay uh okay but how if we if we are uh Analyzing this, using this as yes. a discussion point. What do you think the Eagles' plan is going to be for CD Lamb? Well, hope is not a plan, correct? Um, that's a joke. <laughs> Sorry, I was doing always, so well today. Good to clarify. I was doing so well today without pointing out that. <laughs> like I, that was actually when I was when I was doing my personal debrief and trying to figure out how I can do a better show today than yesterday. My message to myself was don't mention a joke that doesn't, that, that, that doesn't <laughs> land. Just keep rolling with it. And I'm 47 minutes in and I was doing well with it. And now here I am screwed that up. Uh, what do I think their, their plan is? I, I, I personally think their plan's going to be, uh, some Browns, some Ricks, uh, some 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 zone. I, I imagine they'll have they'll have double coverage there. They can put a safety over top. There's a handful of things that they can do, but I don't think they're going to put Bradbury inside. Now I, I know your are. point about Slay. Yeah, I think we're going to see some of what we saw against okay. Justin Jefferson because he is like their Jefferson. That is a good point. That is a good point. Um, but I don't. I mean, Slay. I don't think they are yeah. going to put this game on on trusting that Eli Ricks 
can so, stop CeeDee C- Lamb. So this is my pushback there, is that I think to the Rams game, when Slay was following Cup inside in the first half, then they changed in the second half, and they just went straight. Yeah, that's true. And they trusted their guys to make plays. They wanted to ease up the communication. So I can see that. Now you have a whole week to prepare for this. But uh, I, I still think Slay's going to be point. on the outside. They all, that, that offense also had Puka. Um, but, yeah, I don't yeah. know. I'm, I'm curious. I, I, just, I think we're going to see a lot of different stuff. That's that's a good way to cover all your bases. Thanks. <laughs> okay, I'm up here. Well, this is a defensive coordinator who does different things within yeah, the no, context t- context of a game and doesn't just stay with his head down doing the exact same thing all game long. Is that a reference to Jonathan Gannon? You said it, not me. Okay. Micah Parsons records a sack or Micah Parsons does not record a sack? What, now, does a half sack count? A half sack does count, yes. A half sack counts. Yes. Then I'm going to say Michael Parsons records a sack. Okay. So I have Michael Parsons does not record a sack, which he didn't do last year against the Eagles, correct? Yeah, he certainly, that, in, certainly not in the first game. Yeah, in that first game, I mean. Yeah. Okay. Um, okay. Which one would you have taken? Probably a Michael Parsons records a sack because I think he's the best player on the field. But I do think the Eagles are going to have a, have a plan for him. I would hope so. There's always that chance, though, of like the fall in jail and hurt sack, you know? Yeah. Where like Hurts gives himself up, but he's the closest one, so he touches him down. Sure. Pass rushers love those sacks because contract time, they're not parsing. It's like, oh, 12 and a half sacks. And they don't know that two of them, you fell on the guy. That's right. Okay, Zach. Uh, The Cowboys convert a tush push. Hmm. Or there are more shots during the broadcast of Jerry Jones and his box than there are total turnovers in the game. Jerry Jones shots over. Yeah, I I think Jerry Jones, the camera's going to find him quite a bit. He's uh, he's not just the owner. He's the, the national G- Fox game. We yeah. got Buck and Aikman on the call, I believe. I mean, not no. Buck and Aikman, uh, no. Olsen and Burkhart. Yep. Big fans of both of them. Great job. Yeah, they do a great job. Big Jersey connections there. Yeah, both from Jersey. Um, Burkhart, back when I was was at the Star Ledger, he was like the, the sideline. Yeah. He was the sideline guy for the Mets. Such a nice guy. Like I was a fill-in covering the Mets, and he couldn't have been nicer to me back then. Uh, so shout out to Kevin Burkhart. Nice to be nice to the people around you in the locker room, you know? Yeah. I mean, you, you always remember the people who are nice to you. So for sure. And that's why it's good to be nice to everybody. Okay. And uh, do you think the Cowboys are, you're, you're taking Jerry Jones. Okay. Taking Jerry Jones. All right. Up to me. Or it's your one for me. Jay Speakman, let's start by actually talking Eagles football. What do you think we've been doing all week, Jay? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. More like Jay Typeman. <laughs> Oh, here we go. I apologize for that. Nolan Smith plays more snaps than Jake Elliott points, or Nolan Smith plays fewer snaps than A.J. Brown catches. Nolan Smith plays more snaps than Jake Elliott points, or Nolan Smith plays fewer snaps than A.J. Brown catches. I think we're going to see a little bit more Nolan Smith. He played four snaps last week, six snaps last last week. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I don't know. How, I mean, how much more? This is the last game before the bye. You, you w- want to lean in a little bit more on Reddick and Sweat. I'm going to say, oh, this is a good one, Zach. Thank you. I'm going to say more likely is that he plays more snaps than Jake Elliott points. But I don't feel great about it. Which one would I have gone with here? Uh, I would go with Nolan Smith plays more snaps than Jake Elliott points. Okay. Well, thankfully it wasn't your choice. Yep. 
and you have less than brown ketchup. <laughs> Sorry, I was trying to engage the chat. That was the first one that I saw. I shouldn't even have mentioned that. That was very uncharacteristic of me. I think it was funny. Yeah. Okay. All right, my last one for you. Mike McCarthy does something dumb, and this is uh, yeah, this is so subjective. My, this is in my full soul discretion. Okay, okay. Or Fletcher Cox has a tackle for loss or a sack. Okay, so the problem with this is that if I pick it, there's no way you give me credit, and if you get it, then you clearly give yourself credit. That's not true. So I think if actually, you pick it, I there is a, a scenario where he does something dumb enough that I'm so willing to say that he did something. dumb. I am overruling here, Jamie, who uh, it's his birthday coming up. Uh, you don't get to all overrule. This is my proposal. You don't get to do that. You can't. That, you can't. If you do that, then I'm going to do that to your next thing. No, you can't be the the, that's, the arbiter. But, but that's uh, part of the game theory of it. <laughs> <laughs> all right, then I'll go Fletcher Cox uh, tackle for a loss. Because well, that's the wrong choice. If I went Mike McCarthy does something dumb, there's no way you're giving me any credit. That's not true. You're yes, wrong. What, you are making the wrong choice here because if, if it's my decision, I am going to find something dumb for him to say if I have it. But if you have it and he does something really dumb, I am still going to call him on it. Bo, I've worked with you for five years. You, you have you this have, wrong. You have never shown any inclination to give me credit. With you these have things. this wrong. You have this wrong. I'm telling you. Let the because, chat decide. I like that, Clara. The, the bar for dumb, if I own it, can be very low. I can figure out anything yeah. dumb, he says. But if he, if he punts the ball on fourth and one or doesn't go for two with the game on the line and you have it, I'm still going to say he did something dumb. There, I, are, there are things that he can do that are... Like, un- inarguably dumb. Okay. But you made the wrong call. That's fine. Maybe, I mean, maybe I've just watched Fletcher Cox play this year, and I, I, I know that he's doing a good job penetrating the line of scrimmage and getting uh, the pressure. Well, that yeah, he that's need. the thing is that these are both likely to happen. Okay. okay. Uh, chat decides. Thank you, poor Jam. Yep. Yeah. yeah, see, Cyrus says, no way Bo is not calling out dumb moves by McCarthy. That is, okay. that is absolutely right. That's a minion if I've ever seen one. Okay. Okay. The Eagles score more than their season average, which is 28 points per game. Or the Cowboys total more yards than their season average, which is 387.4 yards per game. I'm going to say the Cowboys total more yards than their season average. Um, I think it's possible the Eagles score over 28, but I, uh, I can also see the Cowboys moving the ball pretty pretty well and consistently on this Eagles defense. Okay. So you think this is going to be a lower scoring game or, well, I guess we'll find out in the next segment with our predictions. I guess we will. Uh, time for our uh, golden eggs. Ah, yes, that's correct. Um, I mean, this is very easy for me. I'm putting mine on Mike McCarthy does something dumb. Uh, okay. <laughs> Which means you get a Fletcher Cox TFL. And I can I see yours or, no, or, or do you not have yours? Though? Sure. I have uh, Tony Pollard outgains DeAndre Swift on the one when you have Hassan Reddick has more sacks than Micah Parsons. I have DeAndre Swift score or has more rushing yards than the Joel Embiid stat line mm-hmm. against you have DeAndre Swift is not the leading rusher in the game. I have... Okay, I'm going to go well, with let me just read them all down to, okay, to okay. go back. Yeah. I have Devontae Smith has more receiving yards combined than A.J. Brown and Dallas Goddard on the one when you have CeeDee Lamb scores a touchdown on Eli Ricks or Sidney Brown. I have uh, Parsons has a sack. You have Parsons doesn't have a sack. I have the Cowboys do a tush push. You have the Jerry Jones shots over total turnovers in the game. I have uh, Devont or Nolan Smith's snaps are greater 
than Jake Elliott's points. You have his snaps are lower than A.J. Brown's catches. And then I have the Cowboys have more yards than their season average. You have the Eagles have more points than their season average. And I'm allowed to pick one of yours, correct? Yes. Yeah, so I'm going with the Joel and Embiid one. I, I think that uh, unless Embiid has like a 50-point outburst, I think you're you're going to see Swift get into at least 70s this game. And that means you have Swift as not the leading rusher in the game. That's the one that you're going for. When you pick a golden yeah. egg, you are picking yeah. this selection that, that's for both of us. You're picking yeah. the head-to-head matchup. Okay, so then I'm not going with that. This then. is week eight that we are doing <laughs> so this. That's this why is I said I, I want to pick mine then. Okay, so then I'm going with the Jerry Jones shots. Okay. How are we still explaining the game to you? <laughs> okay, someone <laughs> said to me, ZB always picks his own. Meaning the proposal. I the one that you have proposed. All right. I thought that meant that I'm always picking mine. I thought that if there's one that I like for yours, I can get points for that. What are you talking about? That's what I didn't understand by that. That's why I literally said, can I pick one of yours? You thought you could just, oh my gosh. Yes. I th- this is not a complicated game. <laughs> I didn't think so. When that reader said it, I was thinking, is there a game theory thing that I'm missing here? That's why I literally said, can I pick one of yours? And you said, yes, you can. Yeah, meaning one that I proposed. Okay, so obviously I knew that. Wow. Yeah, so then I'm going with the Jerry Jones one. All right. Yeah, relax, if, if you need, like, uh, <laughs> you might need reading glasses or reading, like, comprehension help. I don't need reading comprehension help, though. What do you need, <laughs> listening comprehension help? I need to understand the rules of your games. It's I, week eight! I don't create these games. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> if you want to... Uh, go incognito because you've been playing a game for eight weeks and you still don't understand the rules and you don't want to be bothered about it, maybe you should go to Shady Rays. <laughs> Shady Rays is an independent sunglasses company that offers an unrivaled product that's just as good as any expensive pair we've worn, durable frames, and world-class optics for all outdoor adventures. And if you're into winter sports, their quick-swap snow lenses switch easily from full sun to low light. Don't let changing light conditions show you down, slow you down on the slopes when all you need are Shady Rays snow goggles. That's not all. Shady Rays offers the most insane protection in all of eyewear. Every pair of sunglasses is backed by lost or broken replacements. If you lose or break your pair even on day one, they told us they will send you a brand new pair, no questions asked. Wear your Shady Rays with confidence because they have your back long after you purchase. Shady Rays is also committed to making a difference in communities across the U.S. through their impact program, teaming up with nonprofits to help people live healthy, courageous lives through some of their most challenging times. If you don't love your Shady Rays exchange for a new pair or return them for free within 30 days, there's no risk when you shop. Their team always has your back with personal and fast support. So exclusively for our listeners, Shady Rays is giving out an amazing deal for the season. Go to ShadyRays.com and use code PHLY for 50% off. Two or more pairs of polarized sunglasses. Try for yourself. The shades rated five stars by over 250,000 people. All right, Zach. We've come to the end of the show. It's time to get on the record. Big game on Sunday. Now, uh, we have talked about how significant the implications of this game are, right? You, mm-hmm. there's, this is either going to be a two-and-a-half game spread in the division or a half-game spread in the division, and as the Eagles are staring down... This gauntlet that this is the start of, you know, they come back from the bye and it's Kansas City and Buffalo and San Francisco, then back at Dallas, back and then across to Seattle. 
Meanwhile, Dallas's schedule after this week is the Giants at Carolina, the Commanders. That is seems like three layups, right? And so if the Eagles lose this game, I think there's a good chance by the time they go back to Dallas that they are no longer in first place in the division. If they win this game, you've got some breathing room. Huge game. How do you see it playing out? So this is a three-point spread for the Eagles. They're, they're favored here. The over-under is 47. Uh, I, I think this is a tight game between the two teams. I thought the Cowboys were legitimate Super Bowl contenders going into the season. Still feel that way. think they're going to propose a real tough challenge for the Eagles. I like the way that defense is playing. Dak Prescott and CeeDee Lamb are hot. Dak Prescott always seems to play well against the Eagles. Uh, I'm not expecting this to be a shootout. I'm expecting this to be like a really well-coached, well-played game. I think it's going it's to be especially close. I predicted going into the season that the Eagles and the Cowboys are going to split, and I expect that to happen. Uh, however, I think the Eagles win this one at home going into the bye the same way they did last year going into the bye. I think that the Eagles put together a really impressive fourth quarter drive, similar to last season, uh, to take a, a uh, lead that Dallas tries to cut into, and uh, the Eagles and, and Dallas is successful with that. Uh, the Eagles get the ball late, and Jake Elliott kicks a game-winning field goal to give the Eagles a 24-23 victory. 24-23. Nice. Okay. The over-under is 47. You nailed it. So you've got the Eagles winning, but the Cowboys covering. Yes. Okay. <sighs> I could see it going both ways. Of course you can. I think about this as the... Uh, like, that way you're covered both sides. Yeah. Yeah. Well, just like exactly what you did. <laughs> right? <laughs> like what you try to do every single time. Um, I, in like the, the narrative arc of the season... It makes more sense to me that the Cowboys would win this game um, because I think that the Eagles, like, is it going to be this easy? You know, even though b before the gauntlet starts or just at the beginning of it, they've basically got the division locked up. And I know that that's easier said than done, but um, it feels like it's not going to be that easy. They have not played quite as well as last year. Um, you know, I think, you know, the, the Cowboys point differential is is nearly as good as the Eagles uh, by by certain metrics they are slightly better um, they've also have a long history of coming up weak in big spots right they totally laid an egg in that big game in San Francisco that they were talking about all week um, I think this game and this is uh, to go to Sirianni's point like the who makes the fewest mistakes the Eagles have been making a lot of mistakes hmm. and I think it requires a level of trust to think that they are not going to make those mistakes in this game just because they're talking about it. Um, and some of those mistakes are coaching mistakes too. You know, like the, the DeAndre Swift scoring a touchdown at the end of that game, that's a coaching mistake, right? Um, and it's, it's a little bit on my radar uh, that like these end-of-half situations and a lot of these clock management things and like not going for two points when they should be going for two points. If Nick were coaching Nick, the coach... He would be getting on him for making some of these repeated mistakes. Um, and in a game which I think the, the margins are going to be very thin, uh, he needs to be at his best. Mm -hmm. um, Matchup-wise, I do think that the Cowboys are going to be able to move the ball on the Eagles' defense. Um, where CeeDee Lamb wins, where Dak, Dak wins, is where the Eagles are weak. Uh, but I also am 
willing to put some faith into Sean Desai putting together a, a, a special game plan here. Um, I think I think he's he's earning my trust there. Mm-hmm. Uh, on the other side of the ball, I, I just I, I like the Eagles matchup. Um, I am not scared of this Cowboys defense as as good as they rank. Um, I think that that they are a little bit turnover propped up. I think the Eagles are going to be able to run the ball on them. I think they're going to be able to spring some big plays. I think this is this is going to be a big Devontae Smith game. I would re, I would predict that he is the Eagles' leading receiver in this mm-hmm. game. I think he's going to top 100 yards. I think it's going to be a big Devontae game. Um, and if they are able to protect the ball, I think they win. So I'm going to go the Eagles pull out the victory at home and enter the bye with the league's best record, preparing for the Super Bowl rematch. They win this game 27-23. They win and cover by a point. There you go. Good prediction. I can see that happening. I don't know if it's a good prediction. We'll find out. I think it's a good prediction. Turn, tune into the kickoff show to see if I've changed my mind. There you go. All right. Uh, Zach, big weekend plans? <laughs> Covering a big football game. Big weekend. Yeah, I mean, excited for that. Uh, my son has a soccer game tomorrow. Uh, and I have, uh, I have a lot of work that I need to finish up here um, in the next 24 to 36 hours going out with uh with emily and a few friends tomorrow night and then great day for some pb and j's a great day of football we'll not have peanut butter joey tomorrow night uh great um <laughs> correction great uh day of football on sunday from like every time slot there's something awesome looking forward yeah, to it's really good to that dolphins chiefs game to kick off the day um so we'll be doing that and then uh got the bye week next week so a chance to kind of catch the breath uh recharge and get pumped for a great final stretch here on phly down you know the, the last uh well i don't say the final stretch but because they'll have the playoffs but that november Dece- that that november december stretch and um every week yes yeah, steve clef says finish that book zach that's exactly what i'm referring to uh gotta gotta be pushing through that so yeah excited for what's ahead all right what about well, you i'm also excited for what's ahead no, how about your big weekend? I think we got a little, uh, a little orchard uh, outing ah, okay. early tomorrow morning. Um, that's about it. That's our big plans. Apple? Yes. Okay. You picking them? Bringing them home? I imagine so. Okay. okay. Yeah. What will you do with them? You've been there. I mean, you understand what happens at an uh, orchard. Yeah, I, uh, my wife loves apple picking. I liked it more when we did it with the kids, like... I didn't understand why I had to give up a Saturday before the kids were born for the apple picking. Yeah, but we've, we've heard your complaint about this before. Yes, yes. But what a with, man you are. Yeah, with the, I mean, they gave up a college football Saturday to pick apples. But uh, <laughs> but with the kids... It's not that it's, big of a deal. You could have left early in the morning. With the kids, it's a great activity. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'm going to be throwing the apples. That's what I'm going to be doing. Are you? Okay. No, but I'm trying okay. to think of something else to do with the apples. Well, I'm saying you can make apple pie. You can make apple sauce. You can... You could eat the apples, yeah. That's what I was asking. You bring them home and, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Maybe we'll do, uh, we'll, we'll do something. Okay. Do you go on the hayride? I don't know if we're going to do the hayride. Okay. That'll be a game time decision. Gotcha. Apple cider? Like an apple cider. Hot? Like an apple cider yeah. donut. Ah, okay. Yeah. You can see that. Do you get, I, I had to get a uh, uh, blood drawn earlier today. Oh. Uh, I don't know where you're going. Do you always one. do the, do you always, I think we've talked about this. Do you always do your non-throwing arm? Yes. 
Yeah, because yeah. you never know what you're gonna. Add. Well, I like, call my. What right, if I get? What if somebody wants me to pitch? I actually call my writing arm, not my throwing. arm. I do my non-writing mm. arm. So no, yes. I do my non-throwing arm. Ah, okay, that's the difference yeah. between you and I, right? Yeah, one of us is a true athlete, and one of us is a true through. writer. <laughs> if you say so. All right, uh, that'll do it for this episode of the PHLY Eagles podcast. We are back on Sunday. We've got the kickoff show with me and Jamie and Zach live from the link, and then the post-game show right afterwards. Big game. So we look forward to that. Enjoy your weekend, everybody. For all of us here, for Bree and Zach, I'm Bo. We thank you for listening. Uh, good luck on all of your second and third dates this weekend. And as always, we love you. Silly like the man.